da-da-da. We are recording. We got our, our new microphone here. We'll see how this goes. I think it'll sound okay. I think it'll go well. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm trying to stay optimistic, something I normally don't do. <laughs> Optimism's just not a thing I do. So how are you doing? Good, as usual. I'm completely unprepared. As usual. Flying by the seat of my pants. I think that's perfectly fine. That's kind of what I do, even though I'm supposedly prepared. YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> so last time we were talking about tips for beginner witches and kind of witchy expectations. So there's still more of a list here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, I feel like we can I feel like we can knock this out pretty quickly, okay? I think I we feel can like too. I feel like it won't be too crazy. Won't be too cray cray. My god, don't look at my future notes. You're looking ahead. I'm sorry, I'm cheating. You're looking at my secrets. Stuff. My secrets that I'm gonna share with you anyway. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so since I never re-listen to episodes, I can't even like try to be like as we as we left off last time. Yeah, very unprofessional. Yeah, that's why it's a, that's why I call us a for fun podcast. I don't I don't try to be a professional podcast. I don't have it in me to be professional. So y'all might hear some some animals and some children this time around. That's perfectly fine. We're all about that life. We like to show that we're people with families and. Pets. <laughs> and we can't stop them if we try. <laughs> Couldn't even if I tried. Alright, so jumping right into it, continuing on for witchy expectations. We have don't take on too much before you're ready. Start small and work your way up to being more advanced. What are you giggling about over there? <laughs> Because I feel like that's advice I need to bring into the entirety of my life that I never actually follow. Like, I'm one of those people, like, if I get really into something, I look at it, buy a bunch of stuff for it, start it, and then it just sits in my collection of things that I was interested in and then never went back to. And I feel like I have a collection of things like that, too. <laughs> like, in my witchy life as well. Like, I've got candles and shit that I'm like, yes, I'm going to use these. And then I'm like, they're too pretty. I'm just going to keep them on my shelf for a while. I'll come back to it. I promise I'll come back to it. I'm just in a different phase now. And then I just don't go back to it. I mean, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I do that all the time, too. There's so many times where I just, like, I have so many candles at home that I, like, specifically bought where I was like, yeah, I need, like, a couple of green ones and a couple of this color one and a couple of this one. And I need, like, a couple of these gemstones because I'm going to do something with them. Yeah. And I'm totally ready. I'm going to do it, like, next Tuesday at 3 p.m. And then I never end up doing it. And I just have, like, a giant amount of candles. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh no, what did I have all these for? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like I do that with books too, where I'll start reading a book and I find a chapter that I find very interesting. It's the same with like my witchy books. And I'll be like, ooh, I want to learn more about this. And so then I buy like five more books about it. And I read like three pages of each. And then I move on to a different subject. It's not that I don't enjoy it. I just have the attention span of like a goldfish. So, you know. <laughs> So basically, the uh, the advice is don't be us. Yeah, be, <laughs> don't the, be like us. Be the, don't be like us. Don't be us. Um, you don't be us, girl. Don't do what we do, but advice-wise, yes, don't bite off more than you can chew at the beginning. Pick a subject or something that you draws your most interest mm -hmm. and then focus on that. And then just like anything else, the more you work at it, the more you'll improve at it. I feel like as a person who has taught, like, basic, like, Paganism 101 classes for years, that's definitely something that a lot of my, like, students have run into, where I'm like, ah, yes, let's start out slow, and, like, let's learn about these several things. And then, like, the next class, they come back to me, and they're like, well, what about this, 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 and this? And I'm like, you are just a beginner, and you shouldn't be too, like, focused on delving into deep things, like you know, working with, like, deities and, like, a lot of the more complex stuff. Even stuff like spell work is, like, 
considered to be kind of a bit more advanced where you have to do a lot of like research and studying and yeah. learning energy work and stuff like that before you should even be trying spell work unless you want to just try something like really little and simple. Sorry, I just got really excited because I realized with the new microphone, my cat isn't going to be on it anymore. <laughs> so you're not going to get the <laughs> of the, him shuffling. The crinkly sounds of the cat rolling on the microphone. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I'm one of those people that over prepares instead of under prepares. So I feel like I would be one of those people that rolls up to you one of your classes after the class with just a bin full of all this stuff. Like, yeah, I'm prepped for next class. And you look at me and go, we only needed two items. <laughs> two. You went a little nuts you, there. You had one piece of homework. This is a lot of extra credit. Now, the next the next topic is a little controversial. Oh, ho, no. ho, ho, ho. And that is that magic has rules and consequences to it. Yes. <laughs> so even if you are not Wiccan, even if you don't specifically believe in the threefold law, just remember that any energy that you put out into the world can possibly come back to you. Not saying it will, because for some people it just doesn't. Some people, and that is both good and bad energy that you put yes. out there. Um, you know, when you are trying, you know, maybe if you're a beginner and you're trying like your first spell work or something like that, and you want it to be successful and you're hoping it works a lot of times for a lot of people, their very first spell does not work because, you know, again, it's a trial and error. They're just not quite ready for it. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people get discouraged by that, but that's why you got to keep studying, keep learning and keep trying at it until you get it. Until you get it just right. I mean, I've had duds. I've had backfires. Yeah. I have too. <laughs> I've definitely had backfires. Where you're like, oh yeah, it seems this went great. Like, I have good I have good vibes mm. about this. And then a week later, like, the exact opposite <laughs> happens. You're like, oh no. Oh no. And then you have to recheck and be like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> like, even, even people who do, um, like do darker practices, a lot of them have protection set up to prevent anything from coming back to yeah. them because they know that they are going to be doing a darker working, um, maybe something more malevolent or anything like that. And they have their own protections to protect them from any consequences coming back to them. So almost every type of, you know, I guess, religion, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, has some type of system of, you know, there will be consequences to bad, badder actions. Um, you know, like a lot of people, like me personally, I don't like to do darker workings, but I will definitely I do. I don't like to mess with any of that stuff. Yeah, like, I, I feel like I am the type of person that that would not go very well for, and I believe in putting out what you'd like to come back in. So I like to focus more on positive aspects than negative aspects. See, I'm kind of, like, in the gray area because I absolutely will, like, if somebody is, like, a threat to me or, like, <laughs> fucking with me, like, I will absolutely do some type of, like, binding. I will do return to sender spells. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, if you, if you are up to no good and you are sending bad shit my way, I will absolutely be like, hey, here's your stuff being sent straight back to you. I just really enjoy the fact that it's called Return to Sender. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is. You're just returning back what was given to you. Excuse me, I don't want this. I did not ask for this. <laughs> I did not ask for this. Could you please send it back? What's the return address? Let's get that going. And that's the thing. Like, I've met people in my life who do darker, more malevolent workings and are very successful at it. And they don't experience any, like, backlash because they are doing their working properly and they have the proper, like, protection set up to kind of... Yeah, precautions set up for themselves. And then I know some people who do darker workings who just, like, have the absolute, like, most fucked up, miserable lives. And they're like, yeah, oh, it has nothing to do with, like, what I'm doing. And I'm like, I mean... Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but I'm just saying, like, if you're doing, like, a curse a week and 
your life is constantly falling apart and you can't keep relationships together. Maybe it's and a you thing. You have no money and like your whole life is just like a giant fucking shamble. Like then maybe yes. Think maybe about there it. is something to that. Think about it this way. You wouldn't start doing electrical work on a socket without turning off your breaker first. Right? Because you're going to get electrocuted. <laughs> so Think of it the same way as if you're working with spells like that. You want to make sure you turn off your breaker or set your protection first before you start messing with that stuff mm -hmm. unless you want to get electrocuted. Yeah, because like me personally, anytime I do any type of like return to sender work or any type of like binding, I always state because me personally, I don't necessarily want the person to be harmed. And I will state that, that I don't want them, you know, it's like, if a person is just being like an asshole, like a coworker or something like that, like, I don't necessarily want them to like, break their leg or get in a car accident and I die. just like, don't want to deal with them. Yeah. So like, I will state my intentions of what exactly like I want, which is just for like, their own negativity to stick to them. And yeah. for their own negativity to like, basically do, do unto them as they are trying to do unto me. Keep that over there. Yeah. I, I ain't about that life. And also, as we kind of talked about before, magic is not like an infinite thing. It's not something that is, you know, you can't, you're not going to be able to like fly or levitate or shoot power balls from your hands. It would or, be cool though. <laughs> it would be cool. It'd be awesome. I want, I wish I could teleport so badly just because I hate driving anywhere. I hate traveling. I mean, I like traveling. But I hate the actual process of getting there. So I would just like to be like, yes, teleport me yes. to my friend's house. So many Ka vacation options. Like, I'd be able to go anywhere that I've been wanting to go but couldn't because I couldn't afford, like, the travel for <laughs> <Exactly>. it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And, I mean, I've met people before and, like, heard people be like, magic is, like, free-flowing and there's no rules and you can do whatever you want and, like, blah, 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 blah. And then... Those exact same people do not have success in their magic because they're just expecting way too much from it. Yeah. And they're not putting the right energy into it. It's almost like rather than focusing on like meditating and doing energy work and manipulating the energy around a situation, they're just kind of expecting a miracle to happen because they want one to. Yeah. So things to keep in mind, the rules and consequences of magic. Like I said, I know that one can be a little controversial just because some people like are like, there are no rules to magic. You I can mean, do whatever you want. Or there are no consequences to magic. You can do whatever you want. But like me personally and like what I've experienced on my journey is that magic has both rules and it can have consequences as well if like, done improperly. I feel like if they're working in the good realm of things, being more lax like that and being like, it's free flow and happy like that makes sense but on the other end of the spectrum that's where you're kind of treading on like dangerous mm -hmm. sort of things so I can understand if someone who has that viewpoint is like yeah this is great but if you're only working in like the good aspects of it you're only seeing that aspect mm -hmm. of it and you're not seeing the repercussions of things on the other end of that spectrum. Love and light only, hun. Good vibes. <laughs> Good vibes only. You gotta add the hun in there just because, like, that's what half them bitches do. That just makes me think of hun or sweetheart or baby just makes me think of that wonderful woman in that shop <gasps> in Rochester. I love her. It should still be going. It's just my monitors kicked off. They went into sleep mode. Edna mode. <laughs> Hello? Bueller? <laughs> Bueller? Oh yeah, yeah baby, we still, still going. going. Just went into sleep mode. Gonna have to wiggle <laughs> that mouse a little bit. Mm -hmm. Wiggle that mouse every so often to make sure it stays awake. <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> Now, this is, this one speaks to my heart and soul because I am what my friends like to call an anti-hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> you take Marie Kondo's, like, vibe and bring it to extremes. <laughs> I just, I don't. However, I do like some of her views on that. If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Like, I could do that with a good chunk of stuff in my own home. 
I just don't like owning a lot of things. Like, it probably very well is mental illness. I just, like, don't address it. But, like, <laughs> it bothers me to be surrounded by too many things. It literally drives me fucking nuts. But this one speaks Water. to... <laughs> this one speaks to my own heart, which is to be don't tempted to buy tons of things. Because props are useless without energy work and knowing how to use them. Because when you think about it, all, all the tools in magic are technically like props. Yeah. So if you don't actually know how yes, to like boy. do <laughs> the kitten, he's always here when we record. Like if you don't know how to do the energy work, having the props is going to get you nowhere. Like you're basically just kind of like literally waving a wand around for no reason. Pretty rocks on the shelf. Pretty rocks on the shelf. Well, in all fairness, some, you know, some gemstones and rocks, some of them, like, kind of emit their own energies, yep, on their own. But I see tons of people doing this, especially online. It's, like, very prevalent where people are just like, I'm a beginner witch, so that means I have to go buy A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, 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 blah. Some of that stuff is expensive, too. It's expensive, and a lot of times you end up not needing it, like... I was a huge collector of stuff when I was younger, which is probably why I'm like an anti-collector now. <laughs> um, but I had like, I called it my magic cat, my magical cabinet at home. And it was literally just like a kit, like it was like a pantry that you'd like put in a kitchen and it was filled to the brim. Like I had well over like a hundred different types of herbs. I had tons of, like, charms and knickknacks and things like that. I had, like, multiple athames. I had multiple wands. I, I had have, so many tarot decks and oracle decks. I legit have two, like, less than 12-inch shelves. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. That's where I keep all my stuff. Nice and safe. But young me, young me was like, I, I have to have these things. And honestly, looking back on it, I do feel like part of it was for the aesthetic. Like, I kind of liked just opening opening the doors and just staring at it and being like, ah, yes, look at my magic junk. <laughs> Indeed. I feel like I'm feel like i on a movie set right now. Look at all my herbs. Look at all my charms. Look at all my, my trinkets and Watch bobbles. Watch and charmed. <laughs> yep. Watch and charmed. Like, Bobby yo. the vampire slayer. <laughs> I just, I just wanted a section of my bedroom to look like the magic box from Buffy. <laughs> but Hashtag goals. Hashtag Buffy goals. <laughs> but over time, it's that's what it is. I just realized that I didn't need half that stuff. Like, And it just felt wasteful to have it because I wasn't using it regularly. I didn't feel connected to it. I had so many, like, I see so many people who are just like, Welcome to my gemstone collection. It's like 500 gemstones. And I'm like, but do you actively use all of those gemstones? And like, it's one thing to be like, well, they're just pretty and I just like to have them. And it's like, yeah, but when does it just kind of become like a waste of space and a waste of money and like just become clutter in your home? Because some, you know, some people do believe that clutter negatively impacts the home and it impacts the energy in your home. I know when my home's messy and cluttered, it makes my anxiety and rage spike. Right? <laughs> and then I go on cleaning frenzies, <laughs> which are never fun for anyone involved. <laughs> and I mean, look at, like, when you see people's homes on TV, like, when you see, like, episodes of Hoarders or something like that, and just, never. like... The, never the amount that. of, like, negative emotion and negative feelings that are behind all that clutter. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know... I mean, I'm sure there are magically inclined people who are probably, like, hoarder level, but... Thrive in that. <laughs> right? Some people do. But you just don't need all of the trinkets and all of the things right away. That is something that you can build up to. It's something that maybe you'll learn that you don't even want to have. Like when I was younger, I really resonated with athames and I had multiples of them. And then as I got older, I like no longer like felt connected to them and I no longer resonated with them. And I ended up like cleansing them and like selling them like on consignment somewhere. Um, and now like I'm more inclined to work with like a wand that I have. And before when I was younger, I wanted like nothing to do with the wands that I had. Like I didn't feel 
any real like connection or energy like focus towards them or anything like that. So you will change and grow in your practice. I mean, even gemstones, like I don't even, I rarely buy gemstones now because I rarely use them. And I feel like just having little baggies of them laying around everywhere just like does not resonate with my vibe and does not resonate with like the energy that I'm, I'm working with or the spells that I'm yeah. casting and doing. I like crystals and gemstones, but if you've noticed, I don't buy a large variety of them. I tend to stick with the same few and I have multiples of them, but I have some of them strategically placed. Like a lot of mine are in this space because this is where I spend a lot of my time. But I do have some up on my nightstand near my bed that have specific purposes. Mm -hmm. I have one that I carry around in my purse at all times. Mm -hmm. And I have one actually that's in the bathroom upstairs <laughs> to try and help with the ghost that is now obsessed with like 1950s jazz music. It has moved on from Christmas tunes. So if anyone doesn't know, there is a ghost in my house that keeps turning on my echo and playing random music that I have never heard in my entire life. <laughs> no one will be home and we come back and it's just playing. At first it was Christmas music, like these weird Christmas songs that I'd never heard in my life that were really old timey. And now it's just jazz music. I mean, jazz music. I do, I do I like enjoy me a good jazz. jazz. <laughs> yeah. There was one the other day that gave me anxiety though. I went upstairs and I had like this um, really sharp, almost like horror movie, like violin something <laughs> happening. And I got really uncomfortable and I was like, are you okay fam? <laughs> Are we having some problems? Do you need to talk about it? House spirit, are you <laughs> doing me, okay? Let me turn this off because I am unsettled and it's 9 p.m. and I'm trying to go to bed in a little while. <laughs> I am home alone tonight. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> but I like I once did um I once did a workshop with a well-known um pagan author, Raven Gramassi. Yeah, I once did a workshop, I attended a workshop that he hosted, um, where he was actually talking about, like, magical, like, tools and items and, like, charging them and stuff. And even he, who was, like, very well-renowned in the community, has written multiple books, has, um, I believe he has either a tarot deck or an oracle deck that he released. He, he has yes. passed away, he has passed away now. But, I mean, you know, he was very highly respected, very well-renowned in the uh, community. And even he said the same thing where he was just like, if you are, like, a newbie starting out, like, you don't need to go super fancy. You don't need to, you know, go crazy with everything that you want to, like, want to buy or feel tempted to buy or feel like you're obligated to buy just because you see other people have it. I mean, this was kind of, like, in the early days of um, social media. So, like, mm -hmm. it wasn't really, like at that point where it was just like, yeah, buy everything so you can have like the most aesthetic looking like social media pages or yeah. anything like that. So it was kind of like pre before that, but he still had like a lot of really good messages and a lot of really good information about, you know, just not overdoing it in regards to physical possessions and physical tools. Because again, the magic comes from within you and around you and not necessarily from the tools that you're using. The tools are just kind of props. They're, yeah, they're a conduit to get your to get your magic across. All right. Don't be pressured into types, groups, covens, etc. Yeah, sometimes it's nicer to just be solo. <laughs> I agree. I've I've been in several like groups before and every one of them ended up like falling apart on their own where it was pretty much just like the dynamics just didn't work. Like you have to be very, very careful. If you want to enter like a group or a coven or something like that, like you just need to be very weary of the type of people who can be out there and especially smaller like groups or even open groups, which has been some of the ones that I've been in. Um, they tend to fall apart quickly because there will be power struggles. There are a lot of drama in there being open groups. You do end up getting like um, conflict because even though it's supposed to be like an open group, you'll get some people who disagree on how like rituals should be or how, you know, the coven should be run or not the coven, the group should be run. 
So absolutely, if you're a beginner, do not feel pressured into joining any type of group or coven. And don't be pressured into things like types. Like that's very popular on social media right now is like, I'm a garden witch. I'm a air witch. I'm a, you know, a, a white witch. I'm a this type of witch. I'm a that type of witch. Like I'm lax. <laughs> <laughs> I go where my mood fits me. Right. And there's no need to immediately try to figure out which label you fit in or which little niche that you fit into. You know, take your time to learn and study and get comfortable in your practice first before you start looking for things like titles or even looking into things like groups um, and covens. Because, like, covens tend to be more structured and have more yeah. rules than groups. Like, there is a local coven, um, like, in our area, and they are very strict on who they let in and who they don't let in. Um, it is, like, mostly older people in that group, and they are um, pretty much, I believe they are, like, officially, like, Wiccan. Like, not just pagan, like, general pagans, but I believe they specifically are Wiccan, yeah. specifically a Wiccan coven. And, like, for them, you have to do, like, a year and a day study. Um, you have to take classes that are specifically offered and done by them um you know obviously they kind of like you know fed out who who's gonna be who's gonna be a shady mofo and who's gonna vibe with their uh their agenda yeah. and their their other members and stuff like that so honestly if you want to do group work just be very weary and like if you're in an area that has multiple groups kind of take a little taste of each group and see like which one you might fit into the best or whichever one calls to you the most and whichever one feels the most welcoming to you. And that's honestly like the best advice I can give on that. Cause like I said, I've been feel it out. First. Yeah. I've been in several groups where I was more like not a super active participant, but more of like an observer yeah. to the groups because like one group that I was in was an open group and um, for like every holiday, a different person would host the ritual and that kind of became a little chaotic and like started a little bit of like, um, like discourse between people because of the fact that like one lady was like Wiccan. So like she had to celebrate and do like a full blown Wiccan ritual, which is like very kind of complex and has like a lot of steps to it. And then like, Another guy, he was into, like, Druidism and Shintoism. So he did, like, a combination of the two. And, like, some people didn't like that. That he, like, combined two different, like, um, you know, two different spiritualities together to, like, make a ritual. Which I thought was super fucking cool. And I actually really loved learning about both Druidism and Shintoism from him. So yeah. that was pretty cool. And then, like, for me personally... Um, you know, I tried to make mine as just general as possible when I did mine. Um, but mine involved, like, I did, uh, one of my favorites. No, I didn't do llamas. <laughs> no, I did, I did Mabon. Oh. That was mine. And, like, I, you know, I did, like, a part where basically, like, everybody got, like, an apple and they charged it with positive energy nice. and then they shared it with the person next to them. And, like, some people didn't like that because, like, they didn't, like, they they thought it was, like, kind of, like, corny or, like, too Why? much. And I'm like, whatever. So, yeah, just be very, very careful. And nowadays, especially, there are a lot of charlatans out there and a lot of shady people. Like, I was in a group once where this woman basically thought she, like, literally was a goddess. Like, every time oh, we man. would have ritual or every time we would have a get-together, she would become possessed by the goddess. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that is that is supposedly, like, an actual phenomenon that can occur, but it's, but like, every a, time. Rare, a rare phenomenon, yes. Like, not every time you have a get-together with Not someone. every time there's a get-together. <laughs> and literally every time we had a get-together, she would, like, become possessed. And basically, she would use that as a reason to, like, point out issues she had with people. 
And then when people try to talk to her about it afterwards, she'd be like, well, that wasn't me talking. That was goddess talking. So, like, you need to, like, resolve your problems because goddess said so. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, be weary of groups and be careful who you uh, choose to. Feel people out and not yeah. just one person. If you're going to join a group, get to know each person. Because yes. you might get along with a chunk of them. But then if you haven't experienced or gotten to know each individual, like you were saying, someone's mm-hmm. going to come in and you're just not going to get along. You're going to clash and it'll cause issues. Even, I feel like that's something that we can dig in. All right, so we are trying out some new methods today. So we did get a little cut off there at the end. I apologize, Mari. You got cut off. <laughs> That's okay. I was just talking about getting to know them, including their dog and cat. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the final thoughts on like getting to know people in a covenant group or like get to know their animals. Yeah, that's very important. We do we do enjoy ten each other's out of ten recommend. <laughs> we do enjoy each other's animals. <laughs> but next up we had do not be pressured into deity work. Yeah. And like I feel like this is something that I could either speak a lot about or a little about, and I'm going to try not to, like, make it too crazy or long, because a lot of it just gets really repetitive in itself. Um, But even, like, this topic is a little controversial nowadays, because a lot of people um, discuss things like closed practices and not knowing what's a closed practice and what's not a closed practice. And honestly... To me, if you resonate with a deity or a god or goddess and you want to learn more about them, learn more about them. Do whatever you can, you know, approach things with respect and, you know, reverence for the people who were there before you, the culture that it might come from, you know, don't just... You know, if you're, like, a basic white bitch, no offense, <laughs> but, like, don't just be like, well, this is my goddess now, and, like, this is my thing now, and, yeah, it's just all about me. Do you want to like, give a brief explanation for anybody that doesn't know the difference between closed and open practice? Yeah, so, like, closed practices, because even, like, this is the thing where the internet is, like, super divided, because I've seen some people say uh, that, like, internet. yeah, the, the good old internet. Like, to me personally, a closed practice is there are a lot of, like, tribal groups in the world still. There are still a lot of indigenous tribal groups, um, like in Africa, South America, and even in North America, that have their own private spiritual practice. And those are closed off because they are specific to a specific group of people and a specific indigenous group or tribal group or whatever word you wish to use to describe them. Um, As opposed to open practices, which are larger, well-known practices that pretty much anybody can kind of enter or get into or start practicing. Because like, I've heard people try to talk about how like, Oh, Shintoism is a closed practice. Um, Marie Kondo was a Shinto priestess. Yeah. And a lot of her practice of the Mari method comes from what she learned from Shintoism. Yeah. And she made books. She There's a manga for her. There's TV. I saw yeah, that. There's so a TV series for her. Read comics about Marie. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but if she herself is sharing this with the world and with people of the world, why should it not be okay for people to practice it? Because that, you know, that's kind of a big thing. Um, You know, I've seen, and this is again, where the internet is divided, where I've seen people like with hoodoo and voodoo, I've seen two, like there's two sides. Like I have seen people say it is absolutely, both are closed practices. I've seen tons of people say, they're open practices. So like I'm I don't practice either of those, so I can't speak on either of those. That's it's like the same debate between appropriation and appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's kind of like for me personally, if you know, like as as an indigenous person, like 
my the you know not to not to like give myself away here like the the type of native american that i am and like where i come from like yes like our our tribes and our our clans do have their own specific spiritual practice that would be considered like a closed practice as opposed to like something like you know even things like i've tried to i've heard people try to say like hinduism is a closed practice and i'm like uh, there are two Indian women at my work who try so hard to get me to go to their Indian, like, church or temple or yeah. whatever it is. Like, they try so hard. They're like, come with us. Come, wish, come I, learn about Vishnu. And I'm like, oh. I wish people could have seen my face at that comment because I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You know, I've heard people try to say Buddhism is, like, a closed practice. And I'm just like, it's, it's what? not. Like, <laughs> I mean, unless you, like. You, like, that's the thing. You will always come across people who maybe just, like, you can't, not, no single person can speak for an entire group of people. Correct. Because, whereas, like, my coworkers who are Indian and are both Hindu try to, you know, coerce me to go to their, <laughs> to their temple all the time. There might be other people who are Indian or, you know, um like Eastern Asian that are Hindu that don't want people that aren't from their nationality in their practice. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it's kind of the same thing where I've met people like I used to have a coworker who she was very, very much white and she converted to Muslim so she could marry her husband. Yeah. And some of the people at her mosque were very accepting of her and very welcoming to her and other people in her mosque were not like, because pretty much everybody else in her mosque was of some type of Middle Eastern descent. Yeah. And, like, there were still some who were just, like, looked down on her and very didn't not. want her there. Yeah. So it's very, very hard because you can't choose how somebody's going to feel and you can't change another person's feelings or another person's thoughts and, you know, ideas. I mean, you can do your best to come from a place of respect you know, and try your best to learn what you can and practice what you can, but you can never try to force your way into a practice. Yeah. And you really shouldn't. Because I, like I've said, I've seen some people on, in the internet, like some people on social media who absolutely like, just do not give a shit. They're like, um, like there's a Instagram account that I follow and she does mostly, um, hoodoo practices and she herself has said I am not a gatekeeper if you are called to this and you feel like this is your path like ask me questions I will teach you what you need to know I I'm like I will give you books and references I'll tell you like what books are good books for you to read what you should know like whatever you want to learn just ask me about it like because I I don't believe in gatekeeping like religion basically and then there's other people who are like, nope, this is for me and my people. And if you, yep, if you do not belong here, then like you do not belong here. So deity work is a very touchy topic these days just because of that. Um, so do not feel pressured into doing deity work because deity work can also be a hard thing to do. Yeah. I mean, some people like I when I was younger, I was polytheistic and I would just kind of work with whatever god or goddess I felt was like. I was drawn to or calling out to. And I mean, like I once did like a ritual with Kali and it like kicked my ass, dude. Like I felt like I was going <laughs> to pass out. I felt so tired. Like it just was I feel so like that's their vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like why would, why would the goddess of destruction make you tired? Why yeah. would that happen? Why would that ever happen? <laughs> the goddess of endings and beginnings, why would she possibly kick your ass in ritual? <laughs> and I mean, the spell work that I did actually ended up being some of like the most powerful and most successful that I've ever done in my life. But I just remember like standing there in my living room and being like, wee woo, wee woo, like I'm about to fall over. <laughs> you know, so, and I mean, I was, that was within, like, maybe the first year or two that I started practicing. And, like, when I think back on it now, I'm like, I definitely was not in a place where I should have been working with, like, deities like that. Like, I was not in a, in a position where that's what I should have been doing. <laughs> so I definitely encourage, like, beginners and people who are new to it to 
do as much research and studying as you can because you also want to come like one of the controversies nowadays with it too is people insist that like if you're going to work with deities you should work with them like the old way and to me i'm like um ritual sacrifice what yeah (laughs) i'm like that's cool because like a lot of like greco-roman gods and goddesses like requires sacrifice of animals and even Um, at times human beings so like my other thing too is (laughs) i don't like when people tell you that if you're working with a specific set of gods and goddesses from a specific religion that you're not allowed to work with any other ones so like if you're specifically working with like um christian or catholic and but you vibe over here with like egyptian mm-hmm. like gods and goddesses too they'll be like nope sorry that's not okay for you because you're over in this area don't touch this area i don't yeah. like that either and like the whole point of like being polytheistic is that like you believe in more than one deity correct so it's it's kind of like hypocritical to be like yeah you can believe in more than one deity but like Stay in your lane. Stay in your stay in the one. Lane. Stay in the one. Don't don't trespass against the rest of it. <laughs> but I I don't know. Like for me personally, like in the past, I would just kind of if there was like a god or goddess that I like was, you know, vibe vibed with or like felt called to, I would just kind of come forward and be like, hey it's me. <laughs> um, is, is it okay that I work with you? Like, you know, actually ask them because not all gods and goddesses vibe with all people. Like, even though I'm not polytheistic anymore, I still have like gods and goddesses that I have like a lot of respect and reverence for because I still feel like a connection to them. Like for some reason I have like this really strong like connection to like Athena and I've heard I've heard a lot of people who are like it's hard to work with Athena or she doesn't want to work with people and I'm just like anytime like if I see like a picture of her or a statue of her or something I'm like hello hello my lady <laughs> like hello ma'am thank you for like favoring me I don't know why you favor me but thank you <laughs> you you and Athena remind me of that that gif meme of like Shaq and the cat so Shaq going like this and the cat Shaq vibing the cat that. dancing <laughs> yes that's what that reminds me, me and Athena just like grooving when we see vibing. each other like hey <laughs> you know and I mean I still have respect for that or um I was in a workshop several years ago Excuse oh me. please don't die <laughs> I was in a workshop several years ago where um there was a man who was like a devotee to Santa Muerte came and he did a whole lecture. He brought with him um, several of the different figures of uh, Santa Muerte because she does have different colors and stuff like that for nice. different different versions of her and different, um, I don't know, like different purposes, I guess you yeah, call yeah. it. And for some reason, like I was just, I was drawn to it. Like I was immediately drawn to it. And it was crazy because... He brought, like, the black, he brought the black Santa Muerte, the red Santa Muerte, and the white Santa Muerte. And when I was sitting there, like, looking at them, like, the red one is very intense. And just looking at her, I just, like, I walked up to the table and I was like, ma'am, I am not meant to work with you. (laughs) I'm not ready to work with you and I am not meant to work with you. You are too intense for me. But, like, I was very strongly drawn to her. And since then, like, I have done some workings with her and learned more about her and done more research into her and one of the things that I really love about Santa Muerte is the fact that she is a deity that is for everyone because she is meant for the outcasts and those who are looked down upon in life and I just love that yes and that you know I just felt very drawn to her for that reason so yeah like deity work don't feel pressured into that don't feel forced into doing that just wait until the time is right. If you want to start studying and doing research on gods and goddesses, absolutely do that as much as possible before you start deciding just right off the bat, like, I want this one or I want that one. Because I've noticed that commonly nowadays, especially on the internet, there's a lot of people who just jump into deity work because of, like, pop culture. Yeah. And... I just don't think that's a very smart idea to be like, well, I read Lore Olympus and Hades seems pretty bomb, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, become a devotee to Hades. And it's like, 
actual Hades is I, probably nothing like Laura Olympus Hades. No, and <laughs> I love Laura Olympus, but no. <laughs> so so let's not just jump into that or like, yeah, I like Marvel movies. Let's go, Loki. Let's go. Like, Hades no, Laura not Olympus, the same. The serial romance is not gonna be the same. <laughs> the serial romance is not gonna be the same. No, it's not Hades at all. IRL. <laughs> So getting down to the the last little bit here, knowing your ingredients and knowing what they do. <laughs> I could go on for like eons of time with this one. That book. The the so, cursed book that we So we 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 burned a book. We did. Okay, but I know I'm not an advocate for book burning, but we read this book and this lady was telling people to drink uh, mandrake root. <laughs> drink mandrake root, make incense with mandrake root. And like, If anybody knows, uh, mandrake root is like highly toxic. Like, yeah. You don't want to be consuming that. The book burning was more for like our own entertainment and fun than it was for like any type of like, meh. Yeah, it was just purging. It was not worth it. Like, we took out, we did save a few of the pages that were nice. There I were did. some nice pages on <laughs> chakras, but then the rest of it were just like, this is hot garbage. We don't want this out in the world. Uh, we don't want people accidentally consuming mandrake root. Like, what the fuck? Uh, bye now. Off my shelf. <laughs> and that is why I encourage people to do as much studying and as much learning as possible. Because honestly... You do not want to be using the wrong ingredients. You do not want to be possibly putting yourself or your friends and family, your pets, like anybody in danger from the ingredients that you're using. And on that note, when it comes to herbs or any sort of plants, honestly, look outside of magic and Wiccan books and get yourself like a solid, like, herbal compendium that has like the scientific properties of these as well so that when you're reading a book like that that says to consume mandrake root but provides you no information you can cross reference and look that shit up and realize this person is psychotic mm -hmm. they're telling me to consume something that will kill me i should not vibe with this book <laughs> yes, always cross-reference herbs, especially with, like, multiple resources. And even I found, like, nowadays, crystals, too, because I've found yeah. some books where, like... Really weird about their descriptions on what the crystals are about. Yeah, like, if you, if you read, if you read, like, a lot of the books from, let's say, like, 20 years ago, and they have listings of crystals, pretty much each book will say the same thing for crystals. Yep. But nowadays, a lot of them, you see them and they're like adding in all these crazy, wild, extra things where I'm like, I've never once heard of this crystal being used for this. I've never heard of this crystal being used for that. Like the Judy Hall books are really good. Yeah, the Crystal Bibles. Mm -hmm. The Mad Good, yo. That one is nice and detailed and has good, accurate information. And it also has pretty pictures to look at. Yes, which is really nice, especially when you go to any of the stores that just have all the crystals in a grab bin free for all. <laughs> you can actually gauge what you're buying. I always, I always love like any type of, um, any type of like, I guess like touristy spot where there's just like a giant bin of crystals for children to like <laughs> yeah. dig through, and I just like sit there knowing exactly. I'm like, oh, is it a carnelian? Oh, sweet. It's basically me and a bunch of children digging for gemstones. Except for they're like, this is pretty. And I'm like, oh, this is useful. <laughs> so please, for safety and knowledge reasons, always research, 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 research. Always know your ingredients and what they're for. Um, whether it be crystals, whether it be herbs. Um, you know, I mean, even different things like even color magic. Like I've seen a lot of like really weird color correspondences nowadays too that yeah don't match the same information from you know 20 years ago and i get that information can like grow and change and stuff like that but, but some of these are drastic yeah like i just you know traditionally like red has always been for like passion and sex magic and um like protection or like intense healing yep and you know yes in some cultures like in a lot of uh like eastern asian cultures 
red is like the color for like prosperity and abundance and fertility. But like, so I mean, included in weddings. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen people be like, yeah, use red to pass your high school exam. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, I've never heard of anybody ever using red for like intelligence and like thought thought magic like think of an entirely different color right when i think about that usually when red usually when red mixes with thoughts those aren't very good thoughts no those are usually very intense intense thoughts and not the, usually the good kind either and the last little bit here every witch is unique and different Aww. Aww. <laughs> such a good note but i mean it's true like Every person's path is going to be different. Every person's path is going to be unique to them. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to copy the people around you. You know, it's it's cool if you want to take workshops or take lessons and stuff like that. But Oops. nobody can tell you whether you are a witch or not except for yourself. Yep. And there's no point in, you know, these, hey, Take take this three hundred dollar class and you can become certified and like nah fam like you are the one who gets to decide whether you are a witch or not and your practice may not look like everybody else's and that is completely okay and that's completely acceptable. I like that. That's a good ending note. Oh, thank you. <laughs> kind of ending note. And then. There's like, there's like an extra one here, which is very self-explanatory, which just says magic takes time to master. I was literally going to be like, just take your time, think <laughs> through it and find yourself. Find yourself, work on yourself. This is, you know, it's a growing process and it's not something that you're going to be able to just do just right off the bat overnight. It's going to take years to learn. It's going to take years to master. Um... You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's why I always think that if people are going to start doing magic, it needs to come from a place of serious dedication and not just people being like, I want to do, you know, a, a prosperity spell because I have no money. And then it doesn't work. And then they're discouraged. And, you know, they're like, man, this isn't real. Meh, 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 meh. Like, don't, don't be discouraged by that because it's a journey. <laughs> All in time. Agreed. Did you have anything else to add? No, I really like that that was such a positive, positive oh. ending note. Heck yeah, man. That's such a nice way to end it. Well, thank you very much for listening. This has been Night with a K and good old Mari. Yay. Yay. And to that, I say we salute your witchy shorts. Salute. <laughs>